Hello to all you doinks out there, and welcome back to another episode of Doinked. Myself, Michaela, and Josh will be recapping uh, a couple of championships, a race, a little bit of MLB, mm-hmm. mm. and some transactions in the wild world of sports, and as well as Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Money, 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 money. money. What about, do you want to start with Money in the Bank? Sure. Let us Let's, Let us kick off with Money in the Bank, Let's, which was WWE's premium live event. On Fourth of July weekend, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saturday, Jan, Ju, July, Jan, June, July, <laughs> July second, um, live from the MGM in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes, venue mm-hmm. was changed from from Allegiant, Allegiant, or Allegiant, or whatever it is, stadium, because um, Cody Rhodes winning Money in the Bank would have sold a ton of tickets, mm-hmm. and he's hurt. He's hurt. So yeah. you change the venue. You give them a couple of different outcomes that weren't initially planned, mm-hmm. and you put together a nice. It B was a good show. A, a nice like B it. grade. I'd give it a. I'd give it a mid to high B. I really enjoyed the show. <clears throat> there wasn't a match. Rephrase that. There was one match that I didn't enjoy because I didn't pay enough attention to it, and that was Natalia Ronda. Okay. But the finish. Was made it worth it for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, starting off the night, we had the women's money in the bank ladder match between Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, um, Shotzi Blackheart, Shotzi Blackheart, Raquel Rodriguez, Raquel Rodriguez, Bo- Becky Lynch, and Oscar. Oscar and there were seven competitors. Who was the seventh? Uh, Lacey Evans. Lacey. America. Very <laughs> Yes, very America. Um good match, really good match. Um started with Lynch and Oscar obviously going one on one. Obviously. Um I counted two uh Shotzi botches. I was gonna say, yeah, two, <laughs> you called them. Two, oh. Yeah. One was a botch on somebody else and one she botched herself. Yep. She and then the fell ladder. through the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, trying to run up the ladder and then subsequently and then right Liv after her did it Liv Morgan correctly. Did it perfectly. Like, and you realize when she did it, she did it very like hesitantly she was like oh i gotta be careful can't be the second one to do it yep but um, she aimed for the rungs and i think Shotzi's like i'm gonna go for the holes i'm just gonna go for it she's just gonna throw caution to the wind and yes. fucking fell it was actually a couple of scary uh bumps in that match the yeah. the um shanti one with her head on the ladder yep she took that one yeah um, the Becky going and trying Bronco, to Bronco. What was it? That wouldn't be a, like a Bronco Buster. Be no, like, she was trying to do a, like a, a leg like drop. a leg drop into Oscar through a ladder, oh, and yep. she barely shot. She like hit her, grazed Oscar, which actually probably caused more, more damage harm to both of them than it was intended. And because those ladders usually will Give collapse, a yeah. So this way they can fall through. There was not a single ladder that collapsed in this. No, no ladder. The broke. the women's ladder match had one that, that kind of went cockeyed. Yeah, it went. Um, but it wasn't, there was no like ladder snaps like we normally mm-hmm. get. The last time I th- I remember like a major ladder bump where it didn't go was WrestleMania 33 when Jeff did the swanton to the double table, uh, double ladders on the bar and it went through one of them snapped, but the other one didn't. Yeah. Whenever I think of bad ladder bumps, I always think of, is it Joey Mercury? Oh, yeah, when he busted his nose. When his face exploded mm-hmm. from that, like, seesaw move that they do. He got too close to the ladder, and it just it hit him perfectly and ripped, basically ripped his nose off. Yeah, it was Mercury. Basically that, looked like Voldemort. That oh, wasn't uh, Johnny Nitro. That was Joey Mercury. Yeah. That was um, J&J Security. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember Joe something, or rather. Joey something. I can't remember. Um, Anyway, let's get to the finish of that match. Um. Saw all six competitors. No, all five because one of them didn't get involved. I don't think Oscar got involved. No, I think Oscar was out. She after was the out. Um, Ra- Raquel and um, Shotzi got pushed off one ladder. Mm-hmm. Lacey and um, Alexa. Alexa got pushed off another, and then Becky was up top and. Liv righted one of the ladders, climbed up next to Becky. They started passing a couple blows. And then Becky went to go push that ladder over. She caught herself on the ropes, kicked herself back up, kicked mm-hmm. Becky off the belt, off the uh, ladder, ladder, 
climbed up to the top and retrieved the briefcase. Liv Morgan is your Miss Money in the Bank 2022. Yes. Good, good heartfelt moment. Oh. You called it. She had I'm winning face coming mm-hmm. down to the ring. She rain. came out. She was already crying. Yep. The win face. Yep. Um. So I'm <laughs> back to Dave's broken watch. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Um, the next match after that, I believe we got the U.S. title match. Yes, we Lashley. did. Between Theory and Lashley, which that was a lot of fun. That, that was, was my favorite. That was a good match. That was a very good match. I was very happy with how it carried over. Mm-hmm. Um, a very surprising finish, personally. Well, you have to remember, Lashley was calling for the belt after he beat Omos at the last pay-per-view. Or was that Russell? We didn't know what belt he was calling for. But he was still calling. Yeah, he was calling for a belt, and that and- was... He, I mean, he went into the crowd and grabbed the WWE Championship belt from a fan, but he was calling for a belt. I think that was a backlash. Was it a backlash? Yeah, I think we, I think we saw that live. Yeah, was he the backlash? No, 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 no. No, it was it, Mania. It was. He beat him at Mania. He did beat him at Mania because he lost the backlash and then yes. he won the rubber in the steel cage. Yes, at that's right. Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Um. Lashley is your new U.S. champion. Austin Theory is dethroned as the United States champion. Yep, that was um, and it, and it was good that Theory had the belt. Um, he, they saw he could carry a crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, that he could put heat on himself by being a mid mid card champion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he did a very good job with it. I love his selfie stuff. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I I wasn't a big fan of it when it first started, but now it's just like he's that he's that annoying younger brother. Yeah annoying just gnat yep of a of a person yep um up next we had the raw women's championship match between bianca belair and carmella and um you're always going to get a good match out of carmella yeah mm-hmm. there's there's <clears throat> there's very few instances of a bad carmella match yes um i like how they keep the heat on <laughs> carmella mm-hmm. after the match um attacking bianca bianca wins um but carmella does leave the ring um with heat because mm-hmm. she beat up Bianca at the end of the match and mm-hmm. setting up almost a rematch at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam, that'll be our match in Bianca Belair's hometown, pretty much. Yeah, Nashville or Knoxville is not that far. Yep. Um, up next was match of the night, in my personal opinion. Okay. The Usos versus the Street Profits. That was a great match. Um. But the, the, the screwy finish throws it off a little bit for me. Yeah, and, I agree. And I do like that there wasn't kickouts in this match. It was a lot of the tag team partners saving mm-hmm. the other tag team partner. Mm-hmm. So finishes finishers were preserved mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Um but the energy in this match was unrivaled. Was turned up to eleven. It was unbelievable. When, when you're seeing Angelo Dawkins Do a top doing rope. step up kicks. Yeah. And over-the-top rope moonsaults, you know this means something to him. I mean, when you have Montez Ford 20 minutes into a match doing a a moonsault over the, over buckles, the ring post, over the ring post and hitting the Usos, that's 20 minutes into a match. Mm-hmm. That's usually a spot that's preserved when you've got more than two guys out there. Like you have those multi-man tags where there's four people so this way there's a bigger crowd and you're not doing as much in the match considering Montez was targeted for a lot of that match yes yeah so that says a lot about his athleticism and let's not forget the Usos are the best tag team in the world in the world yeah there's uh, there's there is um FTR yes FTR um you have Lucha Bros I wouldn't even put Lucha Bros up there right now right now no Uh, but I'm saying in terms of like Young Bucks up there right now um Maybe um, was Girl it, is a Destiny. Girl is a Destiny. I might put them up there, but they're also part of the same family tree. Mm-hmm. So that Anawaii blood, man, that shit's unfucking real. Like, clone that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they did. There's a lot of them already. <laughs> There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. But man, they, those guys, those guys go. And I'm surprised that you, that you didn't know that it was originally the Dudley Boys finisher. The one D. The one D. It was the three D. Yeah. No, no, no. I knew it was the three D. But they do more of a like a a flary kind of finish thing. Well, no, he does it where he almost um, almost like he headlocks him when he brings him down. Where Bubba would grab you and almost hit you with an RKO. Mm-hmm. That was the difference. But it's the same move, and you know the rule: you can't use somebody's move unless you ask him. So clearly, 
the Dudleys have passed the torch yeah. for that move mm-hmm. on to. It just can't be called the because three because um, Bubba and Devon. I'm pretty sure are both retired in yes. ring. Yes, but you still got Bubba get the okay. might still be going with the aces and eights stuff. But I mean, I don't. But again, you still gotta get the okay. The only reason why yeah, Kevin exactly. Owens can use the stunner is because obviously he asked Stone Cold. Stone Cold, if he could use the stunner. That's why Seth can use the pedigree. Correct, and why Cody can use the pedigree. Mm-hmm. Because Triple H said, yes, that's fine. You can use my move. And Riddle can do the RKO. Yes. Yes, because that's passive. But in, but in that case, would that mean Randy would have had to ask DDP? Because it's essentially a cutter. It isn't. It isn't. Cause the, the setup's a little bit different. Because if you're just going to go cutter, it's like so many people have used cutters in the past. And that's true. The only person who like made it extremely popular... because. Um, before Jeff Hardy used to do the Swanton Bomb, Twist of Fate was yeah. a cutter. Yeah. That's what it is. So I think it's one of the... Let's fucking watch. I think it's just one of those things where um, the setup is more of what it is and the call is what really sells it. Like calling it the Diamond Cutter is completely different. Mm-hmm. The fact that they still call it the Stunner, the fact that they still call it R- the RKO... I think that's where you've got to get the the permission. Mm-hmm. And one D immediately, I hear that I go three D immediately. I think of the D- Dudley Boys. Immediately, yeah. I think of them setting up a table and putting somebody through it with the three D. Yeah, true. Moving on to the next match. Oh, we didn't even say Usos came out. On top. Yeah, Usos come out on top with a kind of an odd finish yeah. where where Jimmy actually pulls the arm and yeah. pulls the yeah. shoulder off. So it was it was a little bit odd, but. Again, it sets it up so this way the Profits can go after the belts at SummerSlam. Yep, mm-hmm. we'll get a rematch. Yep. Up next, the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Ronda Rousey and Natalia. Not a huge interest in this match for me personally. Honestly, not a big fan of Ronda matches. Well, the issue is, is you don't know what to do with Ronda. Yeah, I agree. Like, you don't know to cheer her or boo her. Because mm-hmm. as a wrestling fan, you should boo her because she called all wrestling fans nar- marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She... She did it before MJF did it. And you should boo that. Mm-hmm. But they're putting out Natalia as a bad guy. Because yeah. she's the one dressing up like Ronda mm-hmm. and telling her yeah. to go get a fucking carriage and all this stuff. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, what you do is you let Ronda retain mm-hmm. and have Liv Morgan, Morgan cash in. Had, yeah. yeah. That was really fun. That was um, cool to see. I feel like there was an actual sustained knee injury there. Because I feel like that was a rushed finish to the actual match mm-hmm. and then a legitimate knee injury because you saw her favoring that knee out the rest of the yeah. rest of the time. I mean, I thought I mean, I had my I've had my plans about what they should have done with the money in the bank. Mm-hmm. What they did is fine cuz now it gives you a whole other Pandora's box of plans. Mm-hmm. But I would have loved to seen Liv Morgan go down to NXT and beat Toxic Attraction and beat Mandy, and yeah. Beat Mandy Rose and take the NXT title the same way Dolph Ziggler won the NXT title on the men's division mm-hmm. to help further along the career of somebody else. Because mm-hmm. I think Liv Morgan versus Cora Jade would be an awesome program. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. They're both smaller. Mm-hmm. I think they work very well together. Um, I think that would be a fun program. But I think we're gonna get a we're gonna get a return of Rhea and Liv as yeah, a program. Yeah, that's possible. Um, but once, once Rhea is cleared, yeah, once she's cleared, but she's also on Raw. No, I know, but it doesn't mean that. I think the brand split's done. That's true. Um, my my biggest thought to come out of this, and I saw the four thirty four post it or Wrestling Incorporated or some some Facebook page I follow. Um, that this is an entire build for her to cash in, Ronda to come back in a couple weeks, challenge her to a rematch, squash her at SummerSlam, and build massive heel heat for Ronda. And I think that's the right way to do it because you have to have Ronda as a heel. It's almost like when mm-hmm. you Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Charlotte can't be a fucking face. No. Even after she comes back from marrying Andrade and Andrade beating the shit out of Ric Flair at his last wrestling event. Mm-hmm. That's what should happen, by the way. Yeah, it should. Ric Flair should get fucking destroyed by Andrade Cian Almas. Mm-hmm. Andrade El Ilo. Yeah, whatever. He should be now called Andrade Killer of Flares. Andrade Flair? <laughs> no, Killer of Flares. I mean, he's taking Charlotte Flair she's not Charlotte Flair anymore Andrade Las Flares yes <laughs> um, moving on to the men's money in the bank ladder match the you main have event Seth freaking Rollins, Rollins best trip in the business Matthew Riddle 
Omas, Seamus, forgetting uh, Madcap. Mm-hmm. You have the the, the stack the there. Perfect. Um, Drew McIntyre and Sammy Zayn, and then Adam Pierce comes Good old out. Adam Pierce and announces that, like in Vegas, he takes their seven and raises them one. Theory is the eighth man in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Per Vince McMahon's suggestion, request to add Theory into this match. Needless to say, the biggest not shocker at all that he was added to this match. That's the biggest not shocker that once he was added that he won. Yeah. Yeah. You called it the second he came out. You're like, he's going like, to win it now. Theory's winning this. Yeah. If Theory wasn't in this... The thing was, they were booking for Cody. Yeah. They were booking for Cody. They were booking for Cody. Are Co- they giving Cody the spot, Cody spot to Theory right now? No, because... Because, so... Unfortunately, two injuries have really spiraled WWE's top-end talent. Mm-hmm. Okay. The injury to Cody Rhodes... In the injury to Randy Orton. Because mm-hmm. in th- theory, <laughs> dad joke, um, in theory, if Cody doesn't get hurt, Cody beats Rollins, moves on to whatever's next. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been something to do with Edge's stable. I think Edge would not have been moved out of that stable. I think Cody Rhodes would have done some matches with some like the likes of Finn Balor, stuff like that. You would have moved... RKO is now dissected a little bit. Riddle had his thing with, you know, the head of the table. Mm-hmm. Randy then has his thing with the head of the table. Seth has his thing with the head of the table. McIntyre has his thing with the head of the table. Then you get Cody winning the Rumble. Then you get Cody ca- not only being able to cash in whenever he wants, but also being the Rumble winner. So he automatically gets a title shot mm-hmm. against the head of the table. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Because Cody's injury sets everything a little bit off. Cody's the guy who has to dethrone Roman. It has to be. Yeah, I agree. Theory can't take the belt off. Does Theory look like he could honestly beat Roman or Brock? No, but again, people are theorizing. (laughs) Ha ha. SummerSlam is a last man standing. Both Roman and Brock beat the living piss out of each other so much that neither of them can make the 10 count. Theory runs out, cashes in, pins Brock. So Roman never eats the pin. Theory is the new champion. Okay, so here's my thing. I like that. I like where that's going. Mm-hmm. He goes to pin Brock. Brock kicks out. He goes to pin Roman. Roman kicks out. And then those two proceed to beat him to a <laughs> fucking pulp. And leave him in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. Because both neither of them made the count of 10. It's Match done. Is yeah. Match is over. And then it's a failed cash-in. Yeah. I, it has to be a failed cash-in. I'm sorry. I can't see Theory wearing the belt yet. I think it's too soon. Yeah, it's way too early. I understand him winning mid-card titles right now. Yeah. Being the youngest United States champion of all time. And ever. again, the money in the bank contract doesn't signify that you have to go after one of the big belts either. doesn't say you have to go after a world champ. Well, doesn't say you have to go over... After those world championships. Theory could, could go down to NXT and, and take on Braun Breaker. Breaker. Exactly. He, he could do it this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I'm, it's just one of those things where that's a fun part of the money in the bank, mm-hmm. which is why it pissed me off with what they did with Otis. Mm-hmm. How Otis didn't go with Heavy Machinery and go after the tag titles at that time. Mm-hmm. They made him into a singles competitor and then put him in another tag team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sucked. After they released Tucker. Yes. Yeah. Tucker, who was so upset about being released, said he had all these things he wanted to say and then never said a fucking thing. Yep, you're right. Now that we've finished chatting about Money in the Bank, let's move on to... F1. You want to do you want Silverstone? Yeah, get, get that out of the way. So, Silverstone, the quote-unquote, one of the biggest, most prolific Grand Prix of the year. Mm-hmm. It's where it all started. It's where Formula One started, was mm-hmm. in, in Silverstone, England. I like that. 
Um, started off terrifying. Literally two, like two seconds in after the first turn. The first turn saw three DNFs mm-hmm. because of an absolutely terrifying crash for Zhou Guan Yu mm-hmm. of Alpha Romeo. He flipped, rotated on his halo. Thank God for the halo. Yeah. And then flipped over the barrier. Yeah, he went. He barrel rolled. Yes. Yeah. So I put a challenge out there that anybody who listens to us to make a TikTok of that rollover to Limp Biscuits rolling, and just keep like dubbing it backwards and forwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just safe. Keeps he's so alive. It's okay to hey, he's alive. That's why you so. can do it. That's why you can, listen. If he had died on the track, we'd be talking about something completely different right yeah. now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We're not talking. Was it Scott Dixon? Mm-hmm. Who got killed in Indy? Oh. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, Marco Andretti. Like you don't joke around about stuff like that. But the guy physically walked away from the wreck. Yeah. So no, he didn't. Well, he got taken. He off got in a stretchered stretcher out. But then he went to the local medical facility. They checked him out. And he's he's good. Yeah. He walked away from there. Yes, yeah. but he's walking. Yes. Yeah. So somebody take Roland and just do it over and over and over again. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Bring it back, rolling, rolling. <laughs> um, I'm sure he would have a laugh at that too. And the the other big note from that crash was George Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, took him out of the. It took him out of the race not because his car was unable to com- continue because during the red flag, two people who were in crashes had their vehicles repaired mm-hmm. enough to continue the race. It's because. During the red flag, he got out of the car so that was the on reason. the track to check on Joe. So because of that, and he, he wasn't got disqualified. To yeah, you can't leave. Your you vehicle. can't leave your vehicle unless you're in the pit lane. Oh, yeah. so okay. during so a red no flag what, or a you DNF, can't leave. you can't leave your vehicle in the oh, okay. the right. racetrack. Yeah, that's usually why in in NASCAR mm-hmm. when there's a red flag, they bring the cars to pit lane. Okay. And just have them all sit there. Have them all sit there. Yeah. Now I know there was there's been instances where they can't, like when Juan Pablo Matoya hit one of the um, drying trucks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and basically set the track on fire and his car on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the cars were stopped on the backstretch. They couldn't yeah. do anything about that. But most of the times they will bring the cars onto. Yeah, because like, um, if you crash in F1, you can get out of the car to get away from it. Obviously. In that situation, but other than but that... But that's because you're in the race, it didn't red flag, it yellow flags or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're good to... Uh, the race continues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this case, it red flagged. He would have been able to bring his vehicle back to the pit lane for repairs, but he, but he on, got out of it to yeah. check on Joe. Yeah. Okay. So, George was upset with yeah. the ruling of disqualifying him. It's a rule, though. It yeah. is a rule, but he was just doing the right thing. No, he, he was, was checking yeah. on another, uh, another another driver, driver yeah. yes. another human being. Yes. Um, and, and and I know it's a gray area thing, but if then you start picking and choosing who you enforce the rules exactly. for, exactly. If you let Russell continue, it's because then like it's, Hamilton can do it, Verstappen could do it, and yeah. then they're big guys too. So yeah. yeah. So, but okay, because I was confused at that at first when they said he was disqualified. I thought it was because his actual car there no, was something no, no, mechanically no. wrong with it, not like structurally or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember going back to NASCAR. I remember when Dale Earnhardt did um, he rolled over on the back stretch of the Daytona 500. And his car rolled and was mm-hmm. torn to shreds, and it landed on his four tires. Mm-hmm. So yellow flag. So he comes out of the car and they're ready to take him to the ambulance he goes hold on and he reaches back in the car and starts it up he goes uh-uh got back in the car and finished the race with his torn up car they just threw four new tires on it so he could finish the race wow yeah that's insane NASCAR is built different senior or junior senior oh okay senior oh yeah he came from an era where oh, yeah. they they had just goggles <laughs> they didn't have all this special stuff that everyone has now special stuff that yeah. you have now and then I get it just look at Look, go back and look at old F1 or old Indy car. Mm-hmm. There was no halos on those no, cars. They just had the, it was literally it was just, just all open. Yeah. yeah. Your head was the top of the car. And just yeah. a little and, tiny and, helmet. And then one, day, one year they're like, not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It, because old F1, it used to be like once a year a driver would die. Like once yeah. a year there would be a driver that dies. That's a little bit of an issue. Yeah. Well, same thing NASCAR. That's why they have like the inside barriers now. because mm-hmm. The roll cages. No, no, no. I'm talking about on the track. Oh, oh. There oh. were times where cars would go off the track. Like in Daytona, it was all swamp in the middle. Cars mm-hmm. would go off the track into the swamp. Yeah. Like, 
Fireball Roberts died in a fireball crash on the track. It, safety is a progression thing. Mm-hmm. You have to progress as technology becomes available for it. Yeah, and it's crazy. The the, the halo wasn't a thing until like two or three years ago. Well, really? look at, again, going back to Earnhardt, head and neck restraints. That There wasn't that stuff in any of those sports, Indy, NASCAR, or F1. None of those Hans devices existed until Earnhardt died. Mm-hmm. And they all became pretty much mandatory. Mm-hmm. And think about it, Earnhardt, Earnhardt's done a thousand flips in his cars, has yeah. rolled over millions of times. And what kills him? A direct shot right into the wall and his head there's a theory that he was unbuckled and that mm-hmm. his head made contact with a beam Ooh. in the car mm-hmm. and that's obviously what killed him um but it wasn't a rollover it was a direct impact. a direct impact yeah. which forced his body to go forward mm-hmm. which forced his head and neck to go forward which is why you see these guys all linked into their and cars and they got nowadays. the thing behind their head yes mm-hmm. yeah like the old linebackers yes <laughs> Brian Cox. Yeah. That's um, the first person I think of. Anyway, the um it was a very fun race once it restarted. It really was. Um there was a lot <laughs> He's so dumb you with his just, watch. There's nothing you could do about it now. Um there were many lead changes. There were a lot of lead changes. Um Max had the lead for a little bit, but mm-hmm. then he uh they're saying he ran over some carbon or something. I thought and he it damaged like, to the sidewall. Yeah. Um which prevented him from continuing. Mm-hmm. Um in first yeah i mean he finished he i mean when he had to pit he went all the way down to last place but then he he brought himself back up to seventh seven, yeah which is very um, impressive um we had a fight between um ferrari and red bull up at the top yep. between carlos and um Checo. um and there was a point where lewis was leading and looked like he was going to continue to lead and win mm-hmm. um but in the end Carlos signs of Ferrari in his, I think, either 150th or 150. 151st. It was his 150th. His 150th yep. uh, Formula One race wins the Silverstone uh, Great British Grand Prix. It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, Checo comes second, and Hamilton finishes up the podium. With the fastest with lap. Char- with Charles Leclerc finishing fourth. And he came out and I can't remember if it's Toto. I think Toto is Mercedes. Whomever the team principal of uh, Ferrari is mm-hmm. was pissed because they were continuing to fight over the radio between Carlos and Charles. Charles, Charles was saying, his car is faster. Mm-hmm. His car is faster. Let me pass. And they did for a while and Charles led. And then Charles started to fall behind. So they said, nope, switch it back. Mm-hmm. Carlos took and won. So, needless to say, it was a very fun Grand Prix. Max finishes seventh, so a two-seven finish for Red Bull, a one-four for Ferrari, and a three DNF for Mercedes. So that's our top three. A double DNF for Alpha, unfortunately. Uh, Valtteri came out late um, due to a mechanical issue. Um, and then we had the first points of his career. For one, Mick Schumacher. Schumacher. That's right. Um, doing daddy finally, proud right there. Finally doing daddy proud, getting uh, points. Listen, that's like saying Michael Jordan's sons only scored 10 points in the NBA. That's not fair. That's true. That's not fair. That's big shoes to fill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why do you think Barry Sanders' son never made the NFL? Everyone kept comparing him to Barry mm-hmm. Sanders. Mm-hmm. You got Mick Schumacher, Michael Schumacher's son. Is good enough to compete in F one. Yeah, he's not there because of his daddy's name. No, yeah, he because Mike drove for Ferrari, right? Yes, Mick is driving for Haas. Yeah, which mm-hmm. there's a big, big gap between Haas and Ferrari. You, well, we don't know why that's happening either. Money. Could... I get it. Right now, there's team cap. There's money caps. Yeah, but it's still like Ferrari has the experience. Haas mm-hmm. is still a relatively new team. Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy for him getting some points. Oh yeah, he definitely. Finished, what, ninth? He finished eighth. Eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, and K Mag finished tenth, I believe. So it was a double points finish for Haas. There you go. Which is good. That's good for them. Uh, the U.S. Um, U.S. based Haas team. Yeah, Stuart Haas, right? I believe so. I yeah. think it's Stuart Haas. Yeah, you know who the Stuart is in Haas, right? Tony Stewart. Really? Yeah. Okay. I wonder where Haas is actually based out of. That's a fun fact. Yeah, like to- Tony Stewart when he stopped being a driver, invested in race teams. 
because that's been his entire life. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, it makes sense. That's all he's ever done. Like, um, same thing with, like, Jeff Gordon and stuff. Haas like, is an American Formula One team established by NASCAR Cup Series team co-owner Gene Haas in April of 2014. Yeah, Stuart Haas Racing in NASCAR is Tony Stewart and Gene Haas. Wow. Comes full circle. And they are based out of Kannapolis, North Carolina. Oh, man. I was going to say Indianapolis, Indiana. That's what my guess was going to be. Just because... Tony Stewart with his ties to indie racing before he was in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. So, um, their drivers are Kevin Magnuson and Mick Schumacher, and their test drivers are Fittipaldi and Christian Fittipaldi, Pietro Fittipaldi, and Antonio Giovinazzi. Is Fittip- Christian Fittipaldi related to Pietro Fittipaldi? Is related to Christian Fittipaldi? They're the first cousins once removed. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> um, probably mother father split, so that's once removed. Oh, okay, that might be possibly my theory. I could be wrong. Got no idea. And Antonio Giovinazzi, or it's brother on one side. Ah, who the fuck is? I was gonna, you got me. I don't know. I don't I get this know. whole fucking cousin thing anyway. We get on a tangent. Cousins are people you grow up with. Yes. Whether they're first cousin, second cousin, third cousin, doesn't matter. You grow up with them. They're your cousin. Yeah. Simple as that. Um, Stanley Cup playoffs. Do you want to do Stanley Cup now? We're a couple weeks removed. Okay. Or maybe a week and a half or so removed um, of the Stanley Cup. The Tampa Bay Lightning were going for the three-peat against the Colorado Avalanche. The last team to three-peat, Islanders of the 80s. It's been that long. Four in a row. They won four in a row. Holy shit. They were the last team to three-peat. That's a long time. They were very close. And there is not another team to do it. Because the Colorado Avalanche in six games, they stopped it. Stopped it. Mm-hmm. And they, they and tried. They tried to come back. They hey, listen. After game two, I was like, you said you were like, this is a sweep. I was like, I, I always said gentleman sweep. I always said yeah. it was going to be a gentleman sweep. I always thought the series was going to go five one. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, they don't even belong on the same ice right now. Considering that Colorado had all that rest, mm-hmm. they won the overtime game in game one. They just came out on fire in game two. Mm-hmm. And then the exact opposite happened in game three. To me, yeah. the series turned in game four when Colorado won with the overtime goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Kadiri, uh, Nassim Kadri, I always say Kadiri. Nassim Kadri scores an overtime goal when they've got six men on the ice. They win that game. Because if Tampa wins that game and comes back 2 2, Tampa wins the series. Tampa wins the series in six. They, I think they just went out at that point. Okay. I think Tampa Cup experience. How's this? Tampa wins Game Six. I think they win Game Seven in Colorado. Again, you're talking about Cup experience, playoff okay. experience. That team has been together through the AHL all the way up to the NHL. So they have championship pedigree from the AHL and the NHL. Mm-hmm. They haven't lost a playoff series since they got swept back in 2019. They they're that fucking good. Yeah. In Colorado, on the flip side of it, you have a a team assistant captain in. McKinnon, who last year looked like his world had imploded after they got beat by the Golden Knights. They went up 2-0 and then lost four in a row. Mm-hmm. And he just was like, I don't want to be known as a guy who, who didn't win shit. Yeah. So, I don't care about that non-call. And I'm not saying this as an Avalanche fan. I'm saying it because that call happens, that, that play happens quite often where someone's coming off the ice and someone's coming and, on the yeah. ice. And it's such a tight window but if they call, it'd be like calling holding on every play in the NFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just happens so often because there's, there's, you, you just, you got to call the egregious ones, yeah. which guess what? Colorado had an egregious one called on them. Mm-hmm. Game five cost them at the end of the game. There was two minutes and 38 seconds left in the game. They got called for a too many men on the ice penalty. So they had to go down a man and only had 38 seconds to try to tie the game. Mm-hmm. And they came close to tying the game. But I just have to say that. It was a great series. It really was. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, Kale McCarr is special. That kid's fucking special. That kid's going to be the best defenseman in the ho- in hockey for a long time. He's he's that good. Mm-hmm. I can't believe like the, the playoff run that he just had. He won the he won the Norris for the best defenseman. He won the Conn Smythe. Mm-hmm. And, and then the Avalanche proceed to dent the cup multiple <laughs> times. times. Multiple times. Three times. The what? base of them, they really fucking dented. They, 
fuck on that the thing. ice on, on the, the celebration. Ice. Oh my god, that video is great. I love that video. <laughs> and it's just the reaction. It's of everybody's it. face. They were all like, "You see McKinnon? He's like, oh." Hey. And I, then it got delivered to Landis Gog's neighbor. neighbor. Eric Johnson slept with it the night after. Mm-hmm. And he was today. He had it again today he for Fourth of July. Yep. I'm going to pose a question to you guys. I know my answer. And Josh knows my answer. Is the Stanley Cup the most difficult trophy to win in all professional sports? And if not, which one is? I would say in terms of the sport and the way that the playoffs is set up, yes. Because... Hockey, we've already said, is one of the hardest sports to play. And then how many games you're playing. It's a series, so it's not like in the NFL where it's one game and you're done. Mm-hmm. You're going back the the next, not the next day, but the day after, and you're playing again and again. So I think so. I think it's, yeah. Because I can't, NBA, I wouldn't say. MLB, not really. NFL, I don't think so. I would say of the major sports, yes. Okay. I would say one of the most difficult, I wouldn't say trophies, but it's an Augusta green jacket. Okay. Because I wouldn't even call Augusta the toughest I major. What would you say, the Open? Yeah, British Open. Augusta, the, it's always the same time of year, so you kind of have an idea what the climate's going to mm-hmm. be. The British Open, yeah, it's the same time of year. It's fucking England. It's England. Yeah, you never, it's know, it's you like, never know what's going to happen. Like, coin flip. All right. All right, we're going to play with horcruxes yeah. today because the wind is everywhere. One hour it's this, next hour it could be exactly. that. Exactly. I, I love Augusta. I think I think outside of Stanley Cup, I think the green jacket is the coolest trophy. Oh, oh yeah. probably. I, the the Stanley status Cup, that it gives you because you're automatically entered in for the next year. Automatically. Automatically, automatically entered in. Yep. You, you get be, a, you get a drink named after you yep. in you, the clubhouse. You could be a um a college kid who made the cut and was allowed to play and just own. play out of your mind, mind and get a green jacket well, I mean, at, at twenty two years old. Tiger won it the last time that he did. Yeah, like he was he had come back from his injury and no one really thought that he, he was going to win it. And then he and wins he it and he automatically gets his card for the next yeah. year. It came up. Yep. To our final two of the bracket. Yeah. Yep. So, um. See, mine is the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. You're playing football on ice with the hand-eye coordination of a baseball player, playing 82 games. I understand baseball is 160 something games, but it's, but but also consider there's a lot of sit time. There's a lot of downtime. Yeah. There's a lot of downtime in baseball, especially in modern baseball, where it's strike out, walk, home run, strike out, walk, home run. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all you do. So, I I look at hockey as that difficult of a of a cup, mm-hmm. a, a championship, especially when you look at what the injury reports that come out. And I know the joke injury report about the avalanche with hangover, hangover, hangover. But just look at some of the injuries that guys were playing with. Mm -hmm. Um, Who was it on the lightning that just couldn't go at the end of the series? Why can't I think of his fucking name? Um, But he had to stop going. Comes out. He's got his knees torn up. It's shredded. Mm -hmm. Um, The abs lost uh, Bukharov. Um, he scored a goal in game. He scored the game-winning goal in game one. He missed the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Kadiri had to. Uh, oh my God, Kadri <laughs> had to come back from a broken thumb mm-hmm. from the series before, and had like a fucking yeah. pillow on his hand to protect his hand. And then when you see what his thumb looks like at the end of the series, it's like, boy, I guess they just kept slashing that thing anyway. Yeah. Um, Nachuskin's foot is hanging on by barely anything. These guys play 82 games they hit and hit i i think i sent you guys a video of kucherov getting blown oh, up on the up. boards yeah. yep he's not 100 percent. nobody leaves the stanley cup playoffs 100 percent. no and i mean even color like when we go back and we look at colorado for example the first goal that they gave up in game was it five the goaltender's mask came off like because it was an imminent goal chance mm-hmm. Who's to say that that puck doesn't come up and whack him in the face and take him off for the rest of the series? Mm-hmm. Like, so hockey's by far. That's my favorite championship. I think they go through the most to get to the championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it has the most prestige when you consider that every winner's name is on that cup. Mm-hmm. 
It's the coolest looking one. It's it it's is one of the coolest. It is. Ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not taking anything away from any of the other sports. It's oh, not no. taking anything away from NBA or the NFL. But like you said, NFL, it's you know if you're good enough, it's three games. And the way that the and the right? way the other sports are set up, I feel like it's a lot easier to put together a three, team. If you're good enough, it's only three games. You In play divisional. Card. No, no. If you're good enough. Oh, if you're good enough. Okay, divisional yeah. championship. And Super yeah, so Bowl. three games. Three yeah. games. If you're win the, so you're if you get the games. first seed. Yeah. yeah, you'd play twenty games in a season. Yeah, at the most, beginning to end. Yeah, yeah, and Wh- that's over because you think August. That's if you're considering sep- preseason. That's from September to September, beginning of February. February. Yeah, and then on top of that too, downtime. When you're on, when you're on offense, when the defense is on the field, you're not on the field. Mm-hmm. And I get this line changes in hockey, but like look at some Still, of the, they're, oh, they're, look at some of the ice time. Ryan yeah. McDonough, I think, was averaging like twenty-seven minutes a game. That's more than a period. And they're nonstop. They're, yeah, they are literally nonstop. Going all the time. Getting stuck in your defensive zone, just chasing a puck around, chasing exactly. a puck around, chasing a puck around. Their fucking cardiovascular must be incredible. And speaking of cardiovascular incredible, Alexander Ovechkin scored his first career goal in soccer. Mm-hmm. Tell me, what the fuck can't this guy do? Mm-hmm. Does it get added to his NHL total? So this way he can keep chasing nope. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. No, unfortunately. unfortunately not. But he did something. Gretzky did it. Yeah. He scored, a, he scored an international goal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm happy. Avalanche win. I can get an Avalanche tattoo now. I don't have to get a fucking lightning tattoo. Um, You just brought up soccer. I'm going to talk about a couple of big transfers that happened off. And potential. We talked about it on race day yesterday. The potential for Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. Ronaldo is not happy with the Red Devils. Did you hear what team he was thinking of? Chelsea. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> he looked good in that blue. If they put Go from the Red Devils to the Blue Devils. Oh, yeah. um, so the big ones that have happened so far, and this one makes me... I want to go see the New England Revolution play LAFC next season because Gareth Bale... Has signed with LAFC. Wow. Gareth Bale is coming to play in the States. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, I believe, is still signed with LAFC. So we're getting Zlatan and Gareth Bale. So we're just going to give them the cup. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Because, like the NBA, if you have one superstar in MLS, you're probably going to win the cup. If you have yeah. the only two superstars in mm-hmm. the entire sport, and I'm not saying the rest of them are bums in the sport. I'm but just saying you got these two guys who mm-hmm. have been international talents for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the MLS is like double A baseball. When you get to La Liga and you get to Premiership mm-hmm. and you get to Bundesliga, that's fucking the majors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why these MLS teams don't get invited to it's- those tournaments Europa Cups and yeah, stuff like that because they would literally get destroyed yeah it'd it, be, it, it'd be like, like watching them play with college kids or no something. it'd be like Mike Tyson punching a baby <laughs> mm-hmm. like, poof, it'd dead. be brutal but you couldn't <laughs> stop watching yeah um, exactly just like oh my god rewind do it again <laughs> <laughs> um Gabriel Azus from Man City has transferred to Arsenal uh no was it Arsenal yeah it was Arsenal um Erling Holland from Borussia Dortmund is now the center striker for Man City which is a huge move obviously as we said Ronaldo is on the move um I believe Christian Eriksen just completed a move from Tottenham to United I believe um and there's a bunch more moves uh happening off season um we just signed another uh, another winger I can't remember his name um, to city, so a lot of a lot of big moves off season mm-hmm. summer signings. It's the season for summer signings right now. Um, so we are all going to a World Cup game, right? I would love when it's to. in when it's a Gillette. Oh yeah, States, we're going to a World Cup. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. I don't care if it's I, Trinidad I've and Tobago versus to Denmark. Go, I've always wanted to go to a World Cup game. I want to go to a World Cup game at Gillette. No, no questions asked. Okay. And and if they're doing it based on like geography, we will get Portugal. Well, we didn't get Portugal last time. Why? What do you mean based on geography? Just because there's of the a population. lot of Portuguese people in this area. Oh, oh, oh okay. You, okay. You, you, you get Portugal, you get Brazil. Like yeah. That would probably be like the, the, the way to pull it. But And it, if Ronaldo plays for Portugal. He does play for Portugal. I've seen Portugal. <laughs> if he plays for... Oh, my God. I get to see my guy. <laughs> I went to I went to Shut a up. Portugal... Um, was it Portugal-Brazil game? Yeah, I did. It was a friendly. They had it Gillette a few years back. It would have been... That cool. would have been uh, Ronaldo-Neymar. Yeah. 
That was fun. That's who I want to see play as Neymar. Well, you got Suarez too. Yeah, Luis Suarez. Yeah. Well, because he's just a weirdo. He's I a just freak. W- I just want to see Germany. Oh, I yeah. want to see the machine. They are I just want to see the machine. I would love to see um, Norway. Is it Norway or Poland? I want to see Lewandowski play. That's Poland. Poland. So. Yeah, or or Belgium because I'm a big Kevin De Bruyne fan. I'm a huge Kevin De Bruyne fan. So I'm just excited that the World Cup's coming back to the America. Yeah, That's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, 2026 or 2024? Yes. Uh, so 2026. 2026, because 2022 is Qatar. Oh, Qatar. Qatar. I always get it wrong. God. Them guys are going to be cooking in that state. It's yeah, going to be ridiculous. Like, I know they're playing in the winter. But still. But still, it's like over 100 degrees. Yeah. How the fuck do you prepare for that? And there's no clouds or anything to catch any of no, the air. So no. it's... Yeah, it's... They're going to suffer. <laughs> You know, talk about tw- talk, talk about twenty six minutes on the ice. Yeah, ninety minutes just playing soccer on the pitch, r- running back and forth. It's gonna be a lot. Um, I, I, oh god, you know they don't want to say that there's home field advantage, but the Qataranese, I guess is what you I, call them, no, they, I, they've got a exactly. they've got an advantage because they because they get Qatar's in Middle East. Okay, it's on where Saudi Arabia is, if I'm correct. All right, so. Base they automatically get into the World Cup. Host country automatically gets in. Mm-hmm. All right, they're trained in that heat. Like they play in that heat year round. Year yeah. round. I would not be surprised if you get a country like Trinidad and Tobago, who who always makes the World Cup. It seems like the 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 African country who always mm-hmm. makes the World Cup. South Africa, like those countries, they have a chance. At really making a run because of their heat acclimation, exactly. and that's huge. That I'm I'm learning a lot about heat acclimation with with my running, mm-hmm. and the difference of running in the spring in the morning and then running high noon in the summer. Mm-hmm. That's and, where you'll get teams like Venezuela, yes, and Brazil, Brazil that are going to perform very well, while Portugal and Germany and Germany, e- England, England are going to struggle. Like the Norway, Finland, those countries. Yeah, yeah. Are there. we just saw it in the, in the Stanley Cup. Colorado with the altitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It took Tampa time to acclimate exactly. to the altitude. Any t- any player who plays at um in Denver, Denver Bron- yeah, the Broncos or mm-hmm. in for the Rockies or for the Rockies, mm-hmm. yeah. Like the acclimation, it takes time when you're going from sea level. That's why, to, that's why in the Rockies Stadium, it's just home run, home run. Well, the put, air is so well, thin. They, they put the humidor in there to help it a little bit. Yeah, okay. It's not like it was before. I mean, before they'd be like bunt. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm always going to argue Todd Helton should be a Hall of Famer, but he played his entire career in Colorado. Yeah. His entire career in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do we want to talk any of the uh, NBA final? Well, we, you know, the NBA finals has a couple weeks passed. Obviously, at this point, everyone knows um, the Warriors won four games to two. Congrats to them. Honestly, mm-hmm. they they played very well. They deserved they, it. Every yeah. Tatum did not have a great series, and we needed him too. Um, he was just worn out. He was worn out. He's he's gone. He's gone to the playoffs every year in his career, and he's only like twenty four. But it's just he was. He's not mature enough at this level yet in the finals. I just think he was tired. I think he was tired, he and more. he called. He was doing. He wasn't just playing the game. If he thought something should have been called, he was always like hitting his arm, or he's saying. You know, call this. Just if they're not gonna call it, just play. Yeah. They're not gonna call it if you're gonna say something. In fact, they're probably just gonna ignore it. Ignore them. Yeah, exactly. And just so just play. Um, he was tired. I think Jalen Brown had a fucking series. Jalen. He was the he was the heart of this team this season. Mm-hmm. He not the season, the, the series. Yeah, and the series. He played so fantastic. And the fact that anyone ever talked about splitting them up. Marcus Smart shrunk. Yeah. He got torched by. When you're playing Steph Curry, if anyone deserved to be tired, it was Marcus Smart. Because yeah, trying to chase around Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and then you have Jordan Poole and you have Gary Payton Jr. You have all of these little small guards who can run and who can shoot from anywhere. Yeah, but he got torched. Oh, yeah. The, the, like, it, it, they, at one yeah. point they had two guys on Curry and he's still draining threes over both of them. Yeah. Like and Curry, that's why he's the greatest shooter. It's just crazy. Time. Curry would just walk up the court nice and slowly and it's like, oh, you're giving me three feet? Okay. He's the type of man, the second he passes half court, yeah. the second he passes. If he sees he's got a three-foot window, he's taking mm-hmm. it. He's taking it. 
I almost feel like you got to defend the way like Jordan and Gary Payton used to defend each other back in the mm-hmm. day, which is, all right, I'm on top of you the whole way down the court. Full, full, full press. Court, full press the yep. whole time. But it was it was, it was was great to see them in the finals. This is an experience that's a, very much needed. Um, and I'm very excited for the future to come because going into the off season, um, the Celtics made a great trade. Uh, we traded with the Pacers to get uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Who we gave away nothing. We gave a ba- we gave away a bag of chips and like a Soda paper clip the, uh, and a Daniel Tice. <laughs> oh, not that he wasn't a great player for us. He was a great role player for us. But Malcolm Brogdon is going to help the starting lineup mm-hmm. so much more because he's a bigger guard. And then we have Danilo. I Gallinari. I know I was going to butcher his first name, and he's a great um, three point forward. So you give some good size and you get some more three point shooting. And then the biggest talks, there's other ones, Rudy Gobert and everything. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant asking for a trade. Kyrie Irving asking for a trade. But then, then the Nets calling him bluff and him signing the one year deal. Um, but now again, now they're talking for trades to get him potentially to the Lakers. So KD or no, uh, Kyrie. Even though he signed that one year doesn't mean they can't trade him still. It doesn't mean they can't trade him, especially if a package is good enough. And then there was potentially talks about Kevin Durant going back to the Warriors. Yeah, I saw that. But I, w- I wouldn't do that if I was no, the Warriors. No, uh, they have so much core talent. They don't need it. They don't need him. They don't they need They literally KD. just won without him. Yeah. Um, they've won multiple they won mul- They've won two titles without him. They yeah. don't need him. And why would you give up Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole? Andrew Wiggins, who was your second best player. In yeah. this series, mm-hmm. very no underrated. No way, I'd get rid of him. No, no, and not any... for not for Kevin Durant. No, 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 and keep the team as it's constituted. Because I can exactly. tell you something right now, they're bringing back the kid who was the rookie of the year two years ago. Um, oh, oh, uh, um, Wiseman, Wiseman, and they have Kuminga. Yes. who they got. So yeah. you have you have Wiseman who didn't really play, play because he didn't of play injuries, this year, and then you have Jonathan Kuminga who just now has all of this experience. Is literally a, a champion. Yes. So, and he's going to be star- he not starting, but he's definitely going to be getting a bigger role so, because Gary Payton left, um, someone else left too. But still, like, you you're you're set. I'm yeah. sorry if you're the if you're the Warriors, you're set. And I honestly yeah. think that they're the, they're not just the favorite by and large, the favorite to win at it. this point. To win I at this point, I really don't see any other team in the West. And the Mavs, they made a trade. I mean, no, the Mavs no, no, they didn't make a trade. Um, they one of their backup guards signed a huge contract with the Knicks. Brunson, I think, was his name. Um, the Mavs are fun, but they just got absolutely destroyed by the Warriors. By the and Warriors, now the Warriors 4-0. exactly. So now the Warriors are still stacked. So yeah. I, I wouldn't do. I would not make that no. move for Durant at all. The NBA is very fun because there's a lot of max contracts that were signed this year as well. Um, you have like Cat who signed one. You have Devin Booker. So I think next year is going to be very fun because there's some teams who didn't make any changes. But then there were some teams who made lots yeah, of changes. Overhauls. So I'm very excited to see what this year. Sad that we didn't win, but it's I a good think, experience going into the future. I think I could be wrong, but I think the um, Golden State Warriors also made another move in the offseason at the draft. They signed the stash. They drafted Doug Eddard from St. Peter's. Him? I think they did. I think it was them I that did. I thought he transferred. I thought he transferred colleges. I didn't even know he. I didn't even know he signed up for the. I didn't even know he declared for the draft because I thought he transferred. But I could be wrong too. I the draft this year there wasn't anyone really crazy. I mean the the Magic got the number one pick, but how many times have they gotten the number one pick and literally done absolute shit with it? And also chosen wrong when they chose Markel Fultz over. I forgot. I think Jason Tatum was in that draft. Yeah. Or Ben Simmons was in. No, no. Ben Simmons went number one. No, the thing was is. The Celtics took Fultz and traded because did the 76ers want him? Is that how that worked? Or was it the 76ers traded up for Fultz? I can't it remember. was something along the yeah. lines of like that. But yeah, so... Um, yeah, what was the... Now I'm like... I saw something that Doug Eddard got signed or whatever. Or got drafted. I could be wrong. He might not have actually... I don't know. Once the stash hits the NBA, it's all over. Oh my god. <laughs> He's just going to take it by fucking storm. Oh, yeah. 
just that the you want to talk alone. about you want to talk about highest selling jerseys in sports. Doug Edits is going to sell out. Fucking team he's on. Gosh. And then forget because of the college that he came from too. St. Peter's, the Peacocks. So. <laughs> um, Sorry. Moving on to MLB, let's talk a little bit of standings and move and news going into the All Star. Um, Bryce Harper is injured. <sighs> That's heartbreaking too because he's having another good year. He's having a great. Year yep. and he's hurt. Coming off the MVP last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a. I can't remember what some hand injury, thumb injury, something like that. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's hand. I don't know, so don't quote me. But I think it's another. I think it's a hand injury. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at the news. Uh, I'm just getting a bunch of bullshit right now. Either way, going into the All Star break, the fucking Yankees are destroying everybody. Um, so even though they got no hit this year, they did <laughs> by the Strohs, and they got they got no hit through sixteen point one innings. Yeah, by the Strohs, and then split the series with them somehow. Um, the Yankees are the one of the only two teams over fifty wins. The other is the Strohs at fifty one wins, where the Yankees have fifty eight. Do the do the A's have more than forty losses at the moment? No. Oakland has 55 losses. I fucking knew it. They suck. (laughs) Hey, they don't have the worst run differential, though. They have the worst record? They have the worst record, yeah, by a game. It doesn't matter. It's still the worst record. Are you sure they don't have the worst run differential? Who has the worst? The worst run differential is the Washington Nationals at minus 118. A's are not far behind. The Oakland Athletics. Minus 107. 116. Okay. <laughs> um, where oh, yeah. Are... They're tied with Pittsburgh. At one... The defending champs, Atlanta Braves, are second in their division in the East behind the Mets. Talk, um, hey, talk about that mess. Did you hear about fucking Freeman firing his entire mm-hmm. his um agents? Jesus. Yeah. So he went back to Atlanta. He mm-hmm. had that whole like emotional thing that happened and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Come to find out, the Braves submitted an offer to his agents... That was better than the Dodgers offer, and the agents never gave it to Freeman. Freddie never wanted to leave. No, no shit. Did you see the way he fucking looked when he was in, yeah. in Atlanta? Never wanted to leave. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so he fired his agents. Well, I mean, after that fucking... But think about it. No. If Freeman yeah. stays, Matt Olson is still at Oakland Athletic. Yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. And they're not going to trade Chapman if they don't trade Olsen. And we wouldn't have 55 fucking losses right now. Might just have forty five. No, no, we we'd You'd be, be over five hundred. We'd be definitely over five hundred. Billy Bean blew up the team because he got rid of one centerpiece, and then he got rid of another centerpiece, and he got rid of pitching. I mean, I understand it's a major league baseball team, but the entire roster is being paid less than do you Freddie feel Freeman. The, do you feel the same? <laughs> you're right. Do you feel the same way about <laughs> the Oakland Athletics as you do as the Chicago Bears sell a team? No. Move the team. Move them to Vegas. They're not, they, they, for whatever reason, they're not pulling in the revenue. Baseball's different than football. Football, there's a salary cap and there's profit sharing based on the television network contracts. Mm-hmm. In baseball, it doesn't work that way. Your revenue is your revenue and then you spend your revenue to build your team. What the fuck's Oakland going to do? They've got a rundown stadium. They can be good, and they and they never fill that place. I think the last time I saw that place fucking full, like to capacity, was when they were making that run, um, when Mark Mulder and Barry Zito and Tim Hudson were the pitchers, and you had Miguel Tejada, and you had um, Moneyball happening, like when they were winning. Yeah, they weren't winning series, but they were series. winning. But they yeah. were winning, and they were com- routinely competitive. Mm-hmm. When you can't maintain that because you can't maintain your players because they get too good and then they get money elsewhere, yeah, you can keep rebuilding the team and every few years you cheer about it because the team's good again. Mm-hmm. But if they had revenue, the Bears just need, like, the Bears ownership needs to sell because they're just treating the Bears as a business. Yeah, They're looking at these these ventures for real estate to move the stadium and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But... Oakland, the Athletics, as much as I don't want to see him leave, the Athletics have moved before. Yeah. They were in Kansas City, they were in Philadelphia, and then they were in Oakland. They need to move to Vegas. Look at at what the Raiders have done. Correct. And you can use pretty much the same stadium if you want to. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, the Raiders and the A's did it themselves. So it's the way I look at it. So I mean, it sucks, but it's, it's what's got to happen. I mean, the Vegas, team need, the team needs revenue. Vegas yeah. is big enough, they, and there's enough money in Vegas that you could build a whole whole ass stadium for the A's. Yeah, I mean, and sports is big in Vegas. And mm-hmm. I'm not just talking about the gambling side. Yeah, golden, that helps. The Golden Knights. Yep. Yeah, Golden Knights are huge. Um, the Raiders are well built. They're yeah. a good organization. They're in a tough division, yeah. but they're a good organization. Uh, just a quick rundown of the divisions. The East um, of the American League, the Yankees are topping 58-22. and 22. The Boston Red Sox are second in the division now in the very, very tight middle three, 45-35. Uh, and 35. The Toronto Blue Jays are 44-36, and 36, and the Tampa Bay Rays are 43-37. and 37. Um, and the Baltimore Orioles are sitting at 37 and 44. Uh, AL Central, the Minnesota Twins are at 45 and 37. The Cleveland Guardians are at 40 and 37. Call them by their real name. <laughs> uh, the White Sox are 38 39. The Detroit Tigers are 31 and 47. And the Kansas City Royals, 29 48. The AL West, we have Houston Astros. At 51 and 27, and no other team over 500. The Seattle Mariners, 39 42. Texas Rangers, 37 41. The Angels, 37 44. And Oakland, 26 and 55. Oh, that hurts. Over in the National League, the National League East is led by the New York Mets at 49 and 30. The Atlanta Braves, defending champs, are at 46 and 34. Philadelphia Phillies, 42 and 38. The Miami Marlins, sitting at 38 40. The Washington Nationals, twenty nine and fifty three. You know what? Good for good for New York. They got the New York Yankees and they got the Mets because the fucking Knicks aren't doing shit. How about and the Mets? The Giants. How about the Mets <laughs> or the Jets? The NL Central. Hey, the uh, Rangers were just in the Stanley Cup Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Well, there you go. But I would say <laughs> the Rangers are more like the Yankees than the Mets. I'd say the Islanders are more like the Mets than the Yankees. The Islanders have more Stanley Cup championships, so they would be more like the Yankees. They won. If we're going based I'm going on by colors. Location. No, oh, it wasn't based on color scheme. <laughs> I'm going by championships. Yeah, you're right. The well, Islanders have won more championships. Yeah. They won four in a row. <laughs> Last team. So it. yeah. So in in the NHL, they would be the Yankees they versus would, the. Rangers. Well, actually, the Yankees are the fucking Montreal Canadiens. Oh well. I think the Montreal Canadiens won like the first eight World Championships. Well, in New York. Okay. <laughs> it's going by championships. Well, would the Sabres be the same as the Bills? The Bills have never won a championship. The Sabres have never won a championship. Well, that checks out. That checks out. Okay. <laughs> um, moving into Sabres the got robbed. NL Central, we have the Milwaukee Brewers sitting at 46-35. The St. Louis Cardinals sitting at 44-37. and sh- Oh, my God. What a garbage division. The Chicago Cubs sitting at 32 and 47, the Pittsburgh Pirates sitting at 32 and 47, and the Cincinnati Reds sitting at 27 and 51. Wow. So the second worst team in the league. Dude. The NL West, the Dodgers sit atop at 49 and 29, the San Diego Padres, the Fathers sit at 47 and 34, the San Francisco 49ers sitting at 40 and 37. San Francisco 49ers? San Francisco Giants. Different football team, forty and thirty-seven. The Arizona Diamondbacks at thirty-five and forty-four, and the Colorado Rockies sitting at thirty-five and forty-four. All right, th- I, wow. So, <laughs> this is how bad Oakland is. So, the Yankees have the best record in the majors by six games, mm-hmm. six Seven. and a half, six and a half. Yeah, six and a half games. They lead Baltimore by twenty-one and a half games. Mm-hmm. So Houston is six and a half games worse than the Yankees, mm-hmm. but they're five games better than the worst team in their division than the Yankees are to their team in their division. Yeah. What? <laughs> Oakland is 26 and a half games behind a team who's six and a half games behind the Major League Baseball leaders. Oakland is 33 games behind the Yankees. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Ouch. The Their records are, are essentially well. flipped. Yeah. Oakland is 26 and 55. The Yankees are 58 and 22. Yikes. Red Sox won today. <laughs> <laughs> they did. For nothing. Shut out the shut out Yikes. the uh, Tampa Bay oh. Rays. I'm sorry, Tampa Bay Bucks. Huh. 
Tampa Bay Rays. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> Dave over here is having an existential crisis. <laughs> hey, one out of three ain't bad, Dave. Yeah. One out of three ain't bad. Yeah, you got you got a championship. I know, but baseball is my first love. Oh uh, yeah. It's Touché. tough. I'm happy that I I a team that I root for can win a championship, even though not rooting for local sports teams considers me a bandwagon jumper. <laughs> but to each their own. That's right. That's right. Because guess what? If it wasn't for the Colorado Avalanche, the prestigious Ray Bork would never have won a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so remember that, fools. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Face. I don't know. Um. So, just a quick um, note. The John Deere was this past weekend. Okay, I thought so. Um, and JT Poston won uh, the United States, the American John T. Poston. James Tyree Poston. What did he end up shooting at the end? Under two. Two under par. No, I lied. He shot a two under on round four for the tournament sub-21. Damn. Yeah, but Tiger did that in the Well, they say say that um, that course is often it's, had the it's, most birdies it's a, ever. It's a high-scoring course. Yeah. yeah. So. But by high-scoring, I mean low-scoring. Yeah. yeah. But Sh- when you hear under, stroke. when you hear 21 under. Stroke. That's what we'll call it every time we take a swing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, John Deere was this past weekend. I don't know what's next week, but the week following is, is, the, open. is the Open, which I'm definitely going to want to talk about the Open. Yeah, definitely. It's done. Definitely. It's fun. It's, uh, it's such a fun chip, and a lot of times it's only like one or two under par. Is the the winner? Yeah. Sometimes the third and fourth place guys are even or over par. Yep. It's a chaotic it's course. It's brutal. It's brutal. Especially if they get any rain or wind. Those roughs are rough. <laughs> the the bunkers are like six feet deep. Mm-hmm. Might as well just bury somebody. Call it a day. But I think that wraps everything up. Yes, it does. For the week. Oh. Yes, it does. So. As always, we appreciate everybody coming out and listening because this has been a Double Dunk Network production. I have been Dave. I have been Josh. I have been Michaela. And we have two words for you. Dunks out. Dunks out. Dunks out.